This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to this week in ITFC history. My name is David Diamond and I will be here each and every week with none other than the renegade Statman to discuss the names, the games, the wins, the draws and the losses that occurred this week in ITFC history. Stat, second season. I can't believe we're back. Well, we're not, we're not back because... Uh, where's it gone? Well, well, I'm looking out the window now and the... The skies are getting darker and it will soon be leaving football at five o'clock in the dark. Dark, oh, I hate that. I hate oh. that. Yeah, it's, it's almost like, um, what, what is uh, so autumn's coming, um, X Factor and Strictly Come Dancing's back oh, on the TV. Strictly That's Come it. Dancing, yeah. Stacy, Stacy, somebody is on it this year. <laughs> Stacy <laughs> Lattershaw jumped up. No, you wouldn't know that. Yeah, I don't know who she is. But no, oh, I don't okay. really watch those things. But yeah, that sort of TV where you kind of watch and thinking... Oh, it's so dull. Everything's dark. But, you know, listen, listen I'm looking out the window, Dave. It's light. No, it's lovely. Let's talk about the no, here and now. It's a good another half hour left. However, this year, for the very first time, this season and tonight, for the very first time, people can see us, which, which begs a question, where's the stat machine? I think people are expecting some sort of second-hand DeLorean or something like that. Is that uh, in the garage, isn't it? Go on. I, I thought you had it. No, no I, oh, we haven't left the Otley, have we? No, I don't know. I think I think it will appear at, at some point. The biggest giveaway, because obviously last year we we had it in the the pod bunker, yeah, and did. remember I had uh, um, was able to get hold of some of the old Ipswich Town memorabilia. So I used to turn up wearing different kits. Or remember I had Terry Butcher's headband oh, and stuff. Like. Dressing up, books. yeah, that's yeah. not going to come out this year, I reckon. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah. So the most I've done is asked... no. worn an Ipswich cap. Oh, okay. Well, that's close. That's close. Anyway, Stat, we digress. You haven't had your dinner yet, clearly, because no, no. you never had it when we used to chug out the Watley. So, Stat doesn't do it until about nine o'clock. Where are we going to start? Right, so we're going to start. So it's the 29th of August to the 4th of September, and the games that we're, you know, the period that we're going to look at the games this year. So we're going to start off, and I want to put this first game into context, right? So we were top of the league. We'd won our first five matches, of which two were League Cup matches. What? And yeah. And the manager in the dugout was 
Mick McCarthy. Now, I don't know about you, but my brain's struggling to commute. He wasn't that good, was he? <laughs> hang on, then. Hang on. This was only like two, three seasons ago, wasn't it? It was. Uh, Saturday, the 29th of August, 2015. It was a 3 p.m. kickoff. We were at home to Brighton and Hove Albion, and in the opposition manager's dugout was Mick's good mate and former Republic of Ireland teammate, Chris Hewton, who I think round, he says is a... All-round nice guy, Chris Hewton, pro- yeah. Proper, proper bloke. Yeah, I think so. What, um, I mean, again, just my, my initial thought on this game is, surely it was like the top, it must have been a top two clash, was it certainly top two or three, because I think Brighton had a similar record. Yeah, you, one, you three always through do one. this. You, you did that last season as well, that you asked me questions. I'm like, I haven't got the notes, but I well, reckon... must be. So it must yeah, be. If we, if we, I think I, I did look back at this and we'd won three and drawn one and they'd had exactly the same record. I think we'd scored more goals because we had one Ryan Fraser playing for us. <laughs> yeah. know we well, interesting in this game, we had no Berra or, or Murphy, uh, right. uh, both out with injuries. Yeah. Uh, the, the town lineup, before we get to that, no, we'll, we'll do the town lineup. So we had um, Gherkin in goal, uh, back four, I think, of Emmanuel, Knudsen, Chambers and Smith. Yeah. Scuggless in the middle with Maitland, Niles yep. and Fraser yep. and Pittman and Sears up front, which, you know, when I read that out, that seemed like a really good team. Uh, notable players uh, for Brighton. I got bored. Uh, Stockdale, Rossinia, Bobby Zamora came off the bench and there's yeah, a right. couple of other players that we're going to mention uh, a bit later in the game. Yeah. Now, yeah. One, 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 in, one in particular, yeah. actually, yeah. One of the things is, before the game, I don't know if you remember, but there was a walking football exhibition match. Don't that was on... I, I literally love to get to the game just as I take my seat. Um, the teams are sort of like in the huddle. I, don't, yeah. I never get there, very rarely. Yeah, no, so it was a walking football game. And I think, you know, in the first half, we probably would have hoped that the players that were in the <laughs> exhibition game were, were in the in the team and, and not the 11 that um, Mick had named. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to start? Well, no, you, 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 you crack on. I mean, oh, I, I, yeah, so we're, I we're remember, um, go on. 10, oh. minute, 10 minutes in. Yeah. Um, and it was the first goal. Josh Emmanuel, he was playing at right back. So he hadn't he hadn't played many matches that season. I, I think, think he made that, his debut. Yeah. At Brentford. Yeah. He made his debut at Brentford in that, which is the, the, the draw that felt like a lost game. Yeah. You know what I mean? 2-0 two, two up with, with in the 90th <laughs> minute. Time if, added on, wasn't it? And your manager's Mick McCarthy. He's going to see the game out, isn't he? Not going to happen, is it? What, uh, um, what also I remember about this particular game is just you, you went through the side is um, it was a Josh Emmanuel at right back and playing directly in front of him was um, Ashley, um, Maitland-Niles. Ainsley yeah. Maitland-Niles. Um and um, they were up against first half, uh, <laughs> Lua, uh, Lua, Lua, who, um, what's the phrase? Ripped them a new one, I think the, the phrase is. Oh, it's me. Totally did. He's got the brilliant first name of Kazenga. Kazenga, yeah. And, and is he related to the other Lua, Lua? I've got to say they're brothers, and you know they are, Stat. Come on now. Are they, well, you, you told me about David Best and George and Best. Leon Best. Are they, well, that's Leon true. Best. Yeah. But yeah, and, I think they are brothers. That yeah, well, yeah. A, a pass caught caught Emmanuel Emmanuel out. Um, Luar Luar basically got his way into the box and he, oh. he fired it past uh, brilliant. Gherkin. Um, brilliant goal. Uh, he then followed it up with a, an even yeah. almost brilliant somersault. Almost. I think he did nine and probably ended up near where Hollywood's was or something on Princess <laughs> Street. Um, but then he landed. Sta- I think he ended up in Staples. Oh, Staples! Is that still there? Office World or whatever. Yeah, go on. 
Well, yeah, he might have done. But anyway, somewhere between, let, let's just say the fire station then. Let, let, let's cut it down the middle. So he, he landed somewhere near the fire station, but he didn't land on his feet. I can't remember whether he landed on his face or his, I think it was his face. I think it was. But what I loved about that was that he's, by the time he'd, by the time he'd landed on his face or his back or whatever he'd landed on, all the players were up with him and just jumped on him anyway. So it was as if it was really it sort of covered up. But we really know. It, it, it went from a, like a... Was it? He went from a nine point nine to a like oh a seven point two probably. Yeah, just didn't I'm, I'm holding, it, did he? holding my cards up and, and didn't finish it at all. To be honest with you, I think you know even though he scored a, a brilliant goal, I think we had the last laugh at, the, at that point. I think we he, did. He, I think yeah. I think I think we really we really did. But um, yeah, he was absolutely. And I know Ben hates that. He literally was um, unplayable for the first half. Um, unplayable. It's not unplayable. the first time we're going to mention that, that word. Unplayable word tonight. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what you don't want to do is when you've conceded, you know, the first goal at home in 10 minutes, you want to concede another one quite quickly. Uh, second goal came two minutes later. There was a free kick um, in the in the uh, half yeah. facing the Sir Bobby Robson stand. Although I have noticed, and I, I picked up you and Ben the other the other day, Sir Bobby Robson stand is kind of going back. I don't know whether people are turning into my dad, but, you know, referring to things in the, in their old term. And people the keep North calling stand. it the North stand. But it is, it is the Sir Bobby Robson stand now. So it was in front of the Sir Bobby Robson stand. Free kicks floated over. And I can only kind of liken it to the free kick that Beckham took against us in August 2000. Comes across, catches everybody out. Toma Hemed kind of jumps, falls Gherkin a little bit, just drops right over into the back of the net. Everybody runs. On it. Yeah. They all run to the, the free kick taker, but Toma Hemed is having Dave Stevens, wasn't it? Stevens took it. He's still... Yeah. Um, yeah um, He's still a Brighton regular now. He's 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 kicked on really well. Still still you know obviously part of the Brighton squad. Well, Brighton regular in the midfield in the in the Prem now. Yeah, he's doing really well. Good player. So we um uh, yeah. So that I was, think that, it was one of those was. where I think the week before I see remember we played Preston and Fraser scored that ridiculous goal. We went top because I remember yeah. this is I'm thinking back. This was only week two or three into Blue Monday podcast evolution. Literally, it was the first season of the yeah. pod. Um, and I remember we'd come off the back of that Preston game, gone top. Fraser had scored that ridiculous, crazy goal. Still one of my favourite town goals of the last few years. You know, sort of floaty one in the top corner. And we think, oh, Brighton, top of the table. But, you know, top of the table clash. We're at home. Oh, let's just blow them away. And off we go. And I think that was the first time, you know, two new... Oh, Oh no! Oh well, it's not going to be a stroll this season. <laughs> no, I think most fans thought, you know, thought yeah. that, you know, we were going yeah. to go into this game, and when you're two 0 down good. after 12 minutes. But to be fair, um, we got to half time. But uh, did, still, did, at two 0 Didn't Bulldog miss a hell of a chance? I remember Bulldog going through one on one and putting yeah. one. Um, I think Gergen came up, just put him off, and he put one like inches wide to make it three 0 You know, Gergen did some sort of strange, um, bizarre. Superman save as well, I think, when he came rushing out towards the edge of the penalty area and um, penalty area. Sorry, that's penalty the first area, time. Yeah. Yeah. Out to the penalty area and he kind of like yeah. done a Superman punch. But yeah, we got to half time, 2-0. Uh, Brighton were lucky uh, and you can, you know, take the mickey out of my spellings all you like, Dave. But um, I've got Uwe Hunemeyer um, written down here. Um, I don't know if you remember, he should have received a second because he absolutely, well, basically kicked Fraser in the, in the face and I don't know why the referee Bloody didn't allow that. Is that, Chris, is that sort of play. And to be fair uh, Uwe Hunemeyer Fraser yeah. was only about that tall. Yeah, so it's right. probably like kicking most people in the you know just above the knee probably. But um, um, unsurprisingly he was hoiked at half time by, by Chris Hute and I think he knew that his, his cards were marked. Um, we made a 
the first substitution in the game was a was a debut, and for me, this is when I knew things <laughs> were going it, you? very badly. Um, <laughs> if you're going to spend eight and a half thousand euros on a, on a player, you're probably going to get a player who looks like he's worth eight and a half thousand euros. So, you know, young Josh Emmanuel, you know, is, is struggling yeah, he, down there, but he, he, he's he was learning. Given a torrid time by Luar. Yeah. So on comes Piotr Malarczyk. Oh yeah, and um, I soon. Probably within about five minutes, sussed out that he was not right. going to be a great star. Albeit, I've got to say, in his defence, what two weeks later, maybe three weeks later, I saw him play quite well at Old Trafford. In fact, yeah. probably, arguably, on the night, one of our better players, probably. But I know what you mean. He did, he did look a, um, yeah, a an eight and a half. I suppose. In that, it's all about, that's almost an insult. Cause if you come on a free, all right, you come on a free. <laughs> yeah. But they perhaps, they perhaps should have said, oh, we've got him on a free. <laughs> oh, we've played eight and a half thousand. Could even be euros. I'm not even sure it's pounds that. Do you know what I mean? Do you, do you think it's like it goes back to the old school and um, we'll buy him for, uh, you know, 12 <laughs> tracksuits or stuff like that? <laughs> Something like that. Bless you. And, and yeah. a, a, a container so we can keep our, you know, our gear in and stuff like that. You know, that's yeah. what they bought him for. But now eight and a half thousand euros. He was he was quickly followed um, by uh, David McGoldrick, um, and we'll come back to the other player. But yeah, so nine minutes into the second half, uh, Town get one back. Uh, Pittman's shot hits the far post. He does lovely work getting into the penalty area. Goes across, hits the far post in front of the Nor- uh, Sir Bobby Robson stand, and it comes back. And then Freddie Sears is there about six yards out. Oh, the ball oh, comes no. back to him really quickly. And yeah. he's, he's struggling to get his feet under the ball, but he does move his feet really well and, and sticks that in the back of the net. That's 2-1. Um, and then we go uh, 11 minutes later, McGoldrick, who's on as, uh, um, as, as a substitute, uh, Fraser goes down. He's taken down by Bruno. Frank. Frank, yeah. yeah okay, we'll do that, yeah. Uh, yeah. And McGoldrick steps up and sticks the penalty away, and we're like, brilliant. This is um, a... Well, this is, you know, it shows how fickle we are. You know, the first half, we're thinking... Oh, it was a great oh, second great half. Was great. Yeah. No, it was great second half. Um, and we, yeah. what, what I think we should mention also, McGoldrick, I think, I believe, came on for um, Maitland-Niles, which just shows just how much Luar Luar first half dominated that left side. I'm pretty sure he did. Um, and at that point, 2-2. Two, two, hey, come on, here, here we go. Let's go and get the winner. And then the sort of same thing happens again. I believe they score really quite quickly, don't they? 67 minutes, so yeah, yeah, two minutes later, Loire Loire, he's, he's yeah. on the okay. the, yeah. the left side of the, just in front of the away fans, and yeah. he just um, pings a lovely, what I like to call a floaty crossover, and uh, Hemed, he gets his head to it. Yeah, um, we, I remember discussing this, crikey, three years ago, on on the pod, obviously, one of the first games we covered, like I said, and we, we did criticise Gherkin for that one, because I remember the ball, as it comes across, the ball's like on the edge of the six-yard box, and you think, and Gherkin's just pretty much static on his line you know we yeah. felt that he could but yeah it was a good goal I remember he sort of backheaded he, you know in the end as he was static he couldn't do anything about it but that was a really really good game there a really enjoyable game but yeah with a shape obviously a tinge of disappointment because we thought I'll win this and we'll probably be three or four points clear at the top for Christ's sake you know I think if we'd have won that Mick would have been manager of the month for for August but we we ended up going uh, slipping from first down to to third uh with 10 I- points I believe I'm right in saying the very next game was the 5-1 loss at Reading. So we yeah. really did realise at that point, 
maybe we're not quite so good. The, the, the wheels <laughs> certainly fell off the, the car then. But um, I think, you know, there, there was 21,034 fans oh, wow. there. Yeah. Decent. Um, so, you know, not, not, not a bad crowd, not the, not the 13s that, that sort of Mick had at, at the end. And I think, like you said, it, it came off that, you know, 2014-15 season. And we, you know, we talk about January transfer window in, in 2015, but that's when we should have, we should have strengthened. And I think if we did, we, we showed you know that what? the nucleus you know, of the team was there. You know what? And I'm not sure he was fit. Perhaps he wasn't fit for Bournemouth then, but... Actually, maybe because that was the season Bournemouth went up. Yeah, that's why that's why he would have been playing for Bournemouth. But imagine, say that that January getting even a Fraser in that January, oh. for Christ's sake. But I think thinking about it, he was probably playing for Bournemouth. Yeah, be, or certainly in the squad because that's the year they got they got promoted. Um, yeah. Someone else I, I I read about this game and forgotten about was um it was I think it was the very first game after that Shoreham air crash where that it was um, yeah displayed. So I think Brighton players wore um. Wore, wore armbands, maybe Town did as well. I can't remember as a mark of respect for the. They, could, for they the, certainly um, commemorated the the victory to the to the the victims or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, that's what it was yeah, at the time. Yeah, a, yeah. yeah. Um, one player I didn't mention who came on as a sub. He doesn't get a mention very often. Giles Coke. He came on. Did he? Yeah. Mm. Let's Coke. move on. Yeah. Um, so let's go to game two. Where are we, Stat? Well, it's the. 30th of August 1994 it's a Tuesday night right 7.45 kickoff yeah John Lyle is manager but Mick McGiven is in the in the dugout see that always worries me you know because I think from a pure statistician's point of view that we kind of talk we kind of count those games as John Lyle games but I don't know how much influence he did have over Mick McGiven back then because of, you know, know the style of football a, it's a real odd one he sort of moved to a sort of real thing Upstairs, now he didn't. Took a little bit of a sideways step, but also on the coaching side, wasn't was that not round about the time we had Goddard and Johnny Walk on the coaching? Sort of became coaches and stuff, didn't they? Yeah, because they they took over when when Lyle was was sacked later yeah. later that year. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I mean, this was the start of well, not arguably. I mean, I don't need to say it to you. Statistically, the second probably the second worst season. Certainly in the top in, in our in our whole history, wasn't it? After sixty three, sixty four, must have oh, been. Oh, sorry, I, I thought you were mentioning twenty eighteen, nineteen. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it's it! It's only August, people. Stop only August. Although, uh, I did preface that with with the top, um, you know, second worst season of the top division. For goodness' sake, yeah. Um, yeah. In the opposition dugout was um, Ozzy Ardiles, and he was bringing his Tottenham Hotspur to to Portman Road. Um, I'll go through the town team quickly. Uh, Forrest in goal, Yallop, Linnigan, Walk and Stockwell, uh, Slater, Williams, Milton and Mason and that deadly duo of Chris Kawamia and Boncho Genchev up front. So, But, you know, I think Tottenham might say that their strikers were slightly better than ours. Um, well, let me just, just quickly about Spurs. Um they had, I think, they were coming off the back of that season, um, close season. They were um, given a 12-point penalty and a whack and great fine for some financial issues they had a few years before, I think. And I think, obviously, we know their owner at the time was um, Lord Sugar, Alan Sugar, who I think challenged it and and won. Um, and no, and also I think they were they had an FA Cup ban as well. They were banned from the FA Cup. Um, I mean, now they'd probably take that as a favour, wouldn't they? Um, 
and um, so that was overturned. And I think Ardiles, I, I mean, I think that was. I think that was just about overturned then. But Ardiles just sort of took the uh, took the initiative straight off and thought, right, sod everyone, I'm going to play five up front, effectively. And then this was this was a team. He had Ian Walker in goal, yeah. uh, David Kerslake, uh, obviously a, a former town. town player, yeah. Sol Campbell, <laughs> Justin Edinburgh, Colin Calderwood, Stuart yeah. Nethercott. And yeah. then people talk about the front five. They had um, Darren Anderton, Nick Barnby. Yeah, Illy Dumitrescu, yeah. Teddy Sheringham, yeah. and some guy called Jurgen Klinsmann as well. <laughs> I mean, it was just mental. I mean, it was. I remember the first half of that game, and it was just defence against attack. And at half time, it could have been six or seven easily. But oh, anyway, I, go on. You go. I, you go through. I, I watched the highlights last night, but we we just come off a, a two-one away win at QPR, which was oh, our a, first win of the season. season panned out we'd had a reasonable start to the season i think we'd won one drew one lost one i think yeah we we lost the game at home to to forest Forest. yeah brian roy i remember that game because at the end of the game not right at the end of the game probably half an hour later i was still hanging around sort of bumped into john lyle and he was there and so i went up to him and i thought i'm going to be brave enough and i went mr lyle i went um i'm a bit i'm a bit concerned about the team you know this this season yeah and um he said you know what? And then suddenly a few people came around. He said, you know what? I don't like people who judge a 100-meter race over the first 10 yards. And then he walked off. And I was like, oh. In your place, mate. Put you he, right in your place. Yeah, but then he thought I wasn't in my place enough. So then he came back <laughs> after about four steps and put his arm around me and went. And also, he said, I drive a Mercedes-Benz. He said, I bet you don't. Oh, and walked no. off. Yeah, love. You can't, yeah, guy's got style. I, I think it. I had a Ford Escort. And there's yeah, nothing to, to disabout that. With some probably some rust patches on it, probably. Oh, to- totally, yeah. Um, yeah. Tottenham had just scored six away at Watford before they <laughs> before they came to see us. Um, I think, and they also scored. I remember that very first game. I think they were away at Hillsborough, Sheffield Wednesday, and I think they won like four three, which is the, when the Klinsman dive came. Dive came about, yeah. So they scored ten <laughs> in well, two previous games, almost probably. Mad- madness. I mean, it, it, when you speak to people about this game, I and mean, there was twenty-two and a half thousand in there, so it was, you know, it was a sellout at the time for the for the ground, um, and people are kind of split between who who was the most phenomenal or unplayable. Was it Dumitrescu yeah. or was it Klinsman? And for me, I remember I remember that first half was Dumitrescu yeah. just off the charts. Yeah, he had two chances, and from from memory, they were fairly close together in front of the North Stand as it was then. Took the ball. You know, tried to get past a couple of defenders, took it to the edge of the, the penalty sold. area. First one just whizzed past Forrest's post. Second yeah. time, you're thinking, this is the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> the bar is like shuddering in front of the North Stand. Yeah. Um, so I think that was probably a, a sign of things to come. Uh, in the 14th minute, Spurs took the lead. Uh, Barmby, Nick Barmby, playing for England at the time, lofted the pass to Sheringham. Was he playing for England at the time? Probably just about to, so 94, yeah. 95, so two years before the Euro. So, yeah, yeah, they've, they've been there or there, there or thereabouts. Yeah, Ben got that in as well. Yeah. Yeah. Drops, drops over uh, Sheringham, I think, comes over his left shoulder. He, he finds himself in the in the penalty area, and you think he's going to have a shot, and really unselfishly just rolls the ball, a simple pass into the centre, and Klinsman sticks it in from about 10 yards. Forrest is, is well well beaten. Um, Great player, Sheringham. Always rated Sheringham. Great player. Yeah. Um, so that was uh, 14 minutes, 1-0 up. And then, bizarrely, we get to 28 minutes before they, they've scored the second <laughs> goal. <clears throat> um, 
one minute we're we're attacking towards the, the churchman's end. Uh, ball goes in the box. Come out who it goes in by, and suddenly it comes out. Defender clears it. Um, goes out to Klinsman who's on the on the right, and he's oh, heading yeah. towards the north stand. And he plays this sublime right footed pass yeah. right yeah. across the pitch, and then Dumitrescu comes over and just Diving just straight in. Forest yeah. is forest. I remember gone. it sort of goes in the roof of the net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah bullet, bullet header. I put. Yeah. Um, then we had a chance. Uh, I remember, uh, Boncho, he, he fires in a long-range effort um, in front of the Churchmans. And Ian Walker does well. He, he gets across and saves that quite high. See, there so, you go, look, Churchmans. Well, it was then. <laughs> oh, true. Uh, then. Yeah, oh, see, oh, I'm being oh, factually oh, correct oh, okay. here. Okay, taking it back. Taking it back. I can't believe I caught you on that. So, half-time, we think we're going to get in 2-0. Uh, uh, but uh, seven minutes to go. Klinsman scores again. It's a cor- corner. Uh, in front of the north stand, can't remember one of the Spurs defenders at the near post flicks Stuart it on and Nethercott, I should Stuart Nethercott, yeah. And Klinsman kind of, I think he does that sort of kick where he sort of studs it into the into the back of the net or some sort of kick. Three nil at half time. Um, Klinsman's got other efforts in that half as well. I think he found himself one on one with Forrest on more than one occasion. And, and there's one thing that stands out: Forrest stood up well and didn't and didn't. Um, didn't allow, didn't allow him to get past. And it and hit the post, but I can't remember whether that was the first or second half. But at half time, we're three nil down. And talk about licking your wounds. I mean, that that was just, that was just a horror show. What I do remember though about the second half, and I can't remember. You'd tell me if they made yeah. subs. I can't remember if they redo anyone at half time or if we had anyone of note to come on. But is that all of a sudden we sort of sussed them out a bit, really? Yeah, and um, had some chances. And, and well, you go go to you carry on. Well, I will. I put put this game out on on Twitter and on the the Facebook Ipswich Town Stats page and Blue Monday, and I got, got right. a few comments. But yeah, in the in the second half, I think you're right. We we looked at it and thought realistically, hang on a minute, we're we're not going to defend against yeah. this team. The only way yeah. that we're going to get anything out of it is is to go for it. And I think you know we we did stumble across that. Um, Kwamia, he, he scores a, a, the goal. The ball's in front of the north stand. It's bouncing around a little bit. And the ball comes out. And the Spurs defender um, rushes out. But Paul Mason comes in. He, he suddenly quick feet. And he sort of gets to it before the Spurs defender and plays a lovely pass. Yeah. Kwamia's probably on the penalty spot or whatever. Yeah. And just yeah. um, passes it past the keeper. Um, fires it low. But going back to a point. So it, it ends 3-1. Um, like I said, ask some comments on Twitter. And our friend... Alistair at Olimar 99. It's given us a, a, a brief, it's only 280 characters, Alistair. He could have sent me more, more, but he, he's kept it down to this where he said it was a watch behind your fingers game, which I think it totally was. Yes. Yeah, good point. Their, their front five were outstanding, ripped us apart, and it was a relief that we somehow managed to make the score respectable. I think that's a good point. You know, when you go back and think 3-1, it sounds like we, we could have got tonked 8-0. You know, it felt like we could have got tonked 8-0 in that game. But what he said was it took about another two weeks for everyone to work out that if you attack Spurs, they disintegrated. And I think that, that was their biggest issue. Well, uh, yeah, so much so that um, it couldn't last. And our Delez was gone by November, I guess, December. Yeah. Jerry Francis, I think, took over. I think, you know, when you saw Aussie's knees go all trembly, then you knew that, that something was, was, was going to happen. They, they, was, they, they were great to watch, though. I mean, entertainment. I mean, what, what, until I did a little bit of digging today on, on the player, I didn't realise that Klinsman only had one season. Yeah. One season at Spurs. That was it. Um, 
He scored like he must have scored twenty odd goals, I'm sure. But yeah, I, you seem to think he, he must have played more than one season. But he never. He went off to. Um, I think he went off to Bayern Munich then. A couple, a couple of comments that I picked up. Um, thank you for everybody who, who who sent comments about the game. There were loads of them, lots of them talking about the the, the front five of Spurs. But two kind of uh, caught my eye. Illinois Blue Ian. He said. Um, after the game, he got punched in the face by a Spurs fan. Oh, that is, um, that is adding insult to injury, really, yeah. isn't it? Or is uh, it injury the... to insult? I'm not sure. Yeah, probably injury <laughs> to insult, yeah. He, <laughs> apparently, the Spurs fan, fan took offence that um, Ian was claiming that the Tottenham players were, were cheating and diving. And certainly around that time, Klinsman, when he came, he, he had a reputation <laughs> to be a diver. But I can't... Just a bit, yeah. And then, as he's put at the end, those were the days. I like that. Um, John Bug on Facebook, and and I hadn't, well, I didn't catch a train, so I probably didn't know that. But there was a train strike um, that day, so the train stopped running at, at midday. <clears throat> I don't know what happens when you're on the train at midday. You just have to sit there until it started running <laughs> just again. Just sit there, yeah. Um, so he had to get up to Ipswich early from wherever he was coming from. So he went into the Black Adder, and he had what he described as a an afternoon with Alan Brazil. Um, <laughs> Which was great. He used to love the, you know, the Blackadder. Yeah. Um, and I think basically Alan Brazil has moved what he used to do in the Blackadder on a match day to to talk sports breakfast show now. Oh, I think he pretty much has, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was it. Uh, so like I said, loads of comments about the, how fantastic Klinsman and Dumitrescu were, but I think you and I probably would say Dumitrescu was the. I the think on the, the night. On, on the night, and and again, I'm not even sure if he lasted more than a year at, at Spurs. Someone will know that. Correct me there, but I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure he did. I mean, obviously, Anderton. Um, I think Anderton played for a little bit more. Certainly, Sheringham must have played for another couple of three seasons. We're '98 before he we went to Man U, I guess. But yeah, good side, lovely to watch. But yeah, alas, it couldn't. Because I mean, when you look, other than that front five, when you then sort of look at the rest of the team and dissect the rest of that team, it's fairly, fairly old. Kerslake, Nevercott, okay, this, oh, okay, Sol Campbell, all right. But it's yeah, they're uh, yeah, they, they they are a team that, that are right to be got at, aren't they? Oh, it, totally. And they were. Um, I don't know where they finished that season, but I'm I'm guessing higher than us. Spurs, I reckon, finished certainly top ten, maybe. I think they they did quite well. Maybe I don't know. I reckon top ten. Yeah. 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 Certainly higher than us. Yeah. 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 I'm just trying so, to think. You ready for the next maybe. game? Go on, stat. Where are we going? Right. So it's a it's a bank holiday Monday. Yeah. Um, thirtieth of August. 1999, yeah. so it was a great season. 3 p.m. kickoff. Uh, George Burley, obviously, is the, the manager. It's a home game again. Uh, we're at home to Barnsley, who's managed by Harry Bassett. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, you know, if you're a town yeah. fan, you're not a great great fan of, of, of Dave Bassett from yeah. his Sheffield United days. Uh, town the, lined Norwich up. Norwich of the North. Norwich of the North, yeah. Well, actually, before we get to that, since that game, we only played one other August Bank Holiday Monday match at home, which was in August 2004. So we've gone 14 matches without an August Bank Holiday game. Is that mainly because of international breaks? Now, yeah, I reckon, yeah. So, yeah, the international break always comes second weekend in September, doesn't it? So, yeah, that must... I'd, I'd have thought so, yeah. Um, so we're, we're right, top. Yeah, we're, we're top before the game. Yeah. Um, and if you if you read this team, you know you, you're gonna it's gonna bring a smile to your face. So Richard Wright, Fabian Wilness, 
Manu, Teti, Tetis, Tetis, that, whichever always, one you want to do. Yeah. always brings a smile, yeah. John McGreal, uh, Mark Venus, Jamie Clapham, Jermaine Wright, Matt Holland, Scoey, oh. Jono, and Bam Bam. What a team. Um, and, you know, when you think about it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, we ultimately know what happens this season, how, how it ends. But, you know, that is 80% of the side that finishes fifth in the Premier League. It's a, it's a great, great team. Add, add Horizon and Stewart and that's it, isn't it? Yeah. Would you, would you take any of those from that team and see if they'd fit into our current current side? Um, I'd probably take them all. Yeah. Yeah. All of them? Yeah. Who would you take? Well, I was going to say right. But, oh, seriously, what then? Yeah, but then I then I saw the highlights from the Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> game, so let's, let's stick with right. I was just going to go. That would, that would that would be the only close one, but I've I've, I've got in trouble with close. I've got in trouble yeah. with Richard Wright and goalkeepers and stuff, yeah. so I'm not going to commit on that. But um, but uh, I, think, I think you're great. Yeah, I, um, but yeah, yeah. I could, but if I had to pick one player, I'd go for um, Holland replacing Cole Skews. <laughs> Yeah, like you're doing it now, aren't you? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, Christ, they're right. I'll tell you, what I thought was a really underrated player in, in during that period. All right, that was his first season. But Jermaine Wright, I thought was a really underrated player. And there was talk, if you remember, certainly the season uh, next season of possible close to England. I think he generally was. He was a great player, wasn't he? He was fantastic. Um, anyway, let, let's go on to the game. Uh, Jono was unplayable in this game, oh. um, and in my opinion. Just go, go on and you know look at the highlights on YouTube, or if you've got the um, playoff winners DVD, watch it's that. Watch this season. game, and you will agree with me that David Johnson on his day was better than Marcus Stewart, <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah, there, there was. I mean, yeah, there was one goal. I think I don't know if he did he score. He didn't score a hat trick in this game. I think no, he scored his second two. goal, which we'll get yeah. to. There's no way Stewart could score a goal like that. 
No. Never, never. So the first goal, um, I haven't got the time, goal times I've written down here. Um, so just for the, the viewers to know, we, we've gone for a slightly different format for our for our notes, which will evolve over a period of time. Oh, okay. um, well, oh, yeah. I've got a fag packet down here. Benson yeah, and Hedges. Oh, yeah. um, so the, the first goal was a float across from Wilness. Uh, defender and the keeper both go up with it with Jono. And, you know, Jono is at, what, five for eight? Yeah, the spring, um, didn't he go? And just yeah, stuck it into the into the goal in front of the churchman's uh, yeah, well, second goal. Um, corner comes across again in front. Of, obviously, it's still in the first half. Bounces around in Barnsley's penalty area, and um, a, a few shots that are kind of missed kick. And there's a few clearances, and it comes out to Vino, who's about eight yards out, right. and he just bangs it in. Right footed, I think as well. I can't. I, I seem to remember oh, that the odd thing about that goal was it was with his yeah. right foot I think well, but, yeah, he go back and look at that good, good spot it. Um, and then the, the third goal is a where Scoey finds the ball midway in, in Barnsley's half and he does this lovely lofted pass and Bam Bam runs on it There's kind of they kind of look for for offside and he does that sort of thing when you kind of head of the ball down because you need to get it down on the ground because it's just to the angle that he's coming to takes it to the, the edge of the box and as I've written down here Wham! Just just lashes fires it, it lashes it in, three yeah. 0 down. And um, you know, if we look at some of the players that um, uh, Barnsley had, yeah, I'm not I surprised. Mean, how, you're looking at. You've, have you got their team? How how many of their team ultimately no. then played in the? I haven't. Oh yeah, I've got I've, <laughs> I've got four names. Go on. Um, but I'm going to go back to do my bit a little, my little bit again. All right. right? All right. So yeah. it's not a surprise that we were three 0 up. You know, because oh. Barnsley's defence just parted and they had Moses playing for them. That was it. The other three players oh, that no, kind of stuck out were Craig Hignett, Craig Hignett, <laughs> Mike Sheeran and was it Georgie Christoph? Yeah, he came on a sub, didn't he? Yeah, he the was there as well. Sheeran definitely didn't play. Sheeran uh, did? In the final, he didn't. Oh, not in the final. Sorry, no, yeah. No, in, no. in this game, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're, not, no. we're playing two little ducks now. No, go on anyway. I'm, I'm, so yeah, ben, go on. Ben, ben, he he messed it up on Sunday, didn't he? Yeah, he screwed me over. But hey, look, you know, this, yeah, screwed me over completely. I couldn't believe that one. So we're three 0 at half time. Uh, second half, uh, Fabian Wilness attacking the north stand, gets into the the penalty area, puts it across, a scoey header, puts it four 0 We come to the fifth goal, and like like you say, this is just a phenomenal goal. I think it's it's either Wilness or, or or Thetis on the on the right side. Just plays a little ball in. He's just on the the halfway line, and he does this fancy little flick of the ball. Ball goes past the defender. He goes the other way, and then he runs the the, the full length of the half of the pitch. Takes it into the into the yeah. penalty area. He goes beats one defender, beats another one. His touch kind of goes away from a little bit. Keepers there, and he just fires it into the back of the net. It what was a very a goal, an extremely similar goal to um, Connor Wickham. Against Sheffield yes. United a few yeah, seasons yeah. ago. Yeah, when we beat them three 0 Yeah, but but, but when Sheffield exactly, United exactly what you said. Exactly what you said. Stewart could not score a goal like that. No, he wouldn't have had the pace to score a goal like that. No, you know, fantastic. And I know, I you know, you and I know that you know Marcus will often sort of text us and say, look, you know, when when's the history pod up, lads, and stuff like that. Well, so Marcus well, knows this is a bit of banter. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Jono was definitely the yeah. better player on his day. Um, and then Barnsley got a goal. Uh, Wright made his first save in the 85th minute. 
So I just went back to check who the Barnsley manager was, and it wasn't Mick McCarthy. It was actually Dave Bassett. So they had their first shot on target in the 85th minute. He, he saved it, um, and he did quite well to save it, but um, the ball bounced back to uh, a Barnsley player who I can't remember. McClare. <laughs> let's, say, let's say Craig Hignett. Yeah, no, I think it was McCure or something like that. I can't remember his name. Uh, so right, that was yeah. five, 5 1. Right yeah. here, somebody pointed out on Twitter as correct was, you know, absolutely fuming. And I think, you know, that showed the, the sort of character he was. And then the sixth goal, Jono still at it again. Great running, finds himself in the penalty area in front of the North Stand. He plays it across to Majilton. He's near the penalty spot and he just basically passes it in with a, with a bit of pace. 6 1. Absolutely. At Absolutely the end of the game, I've following that game. Burley is is named uh, August Manager of the Month. Yeah, and well, we all know what happened at that season. So we we remain top with thirteen points, won four, drawn one, uh, and obviously lost none. And there was only, I say only, yeah, it was McClare. McClare scored for Sean McClare. I think scored for Barnsley. Um, yeah. eighteen thousand and thirty-seven. Oh, okay, but again. So thinking back you know that was not far off capacity so that would be so when you think what the capacity was then eighteen thousand, that would be equivalent of what in the ground today 25 yeah 25 26 you know yeah. what I mean? that's, that's yeah. a good point which, yeah which when we're recording this worrying we're not worrying disappointingly we don't look like we're going to get even for this coming sunday do we no i mean i think you were you were talking you made a good point about the fact that the game's not on TV yeah. on Sunday, um, and you would hope that that would add a thousand. But I'm sure, you know, fans who, for whatever reason, decided that they didn't want to go over the last couple of the seasons, um, and you see the run that we've had. Yeah, that's not going to. If really you just look at, if you look at the results, you could probably say, well, they're bottom of the table. You know, they've they've lost three. They're they're hardly scoring. But what I would say, come down and watch them because actually. Town at the moment are playing some really good football, and I think you know as long as we, we stick with these players, we signed Graham today. But I think you, on, on the sort of the um, the opposite side of that, perhaps some people think, yeah, perhaps I will go down, but oh god, I can't face going down to see us get loose to Norwich again. Do you know what I mean? That's more, that's another kick in the teeth. But look, let's 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 gloss over that. I, um, I don't I don't think we're we're gonna um, I don't think we're gonna lose. I don't I, I don't I think, think we will. We're I, I kind of think that it's a um, it's a kind of ideal game for us to have, actually. You know, because yeah. it's a uh, you know, if if we win, it's uh, how much good were you going to get out of that? I mean, oh my god, yeah. Um, and if you lose, so long. if you lose, well, first of all, we, we used to lose, and <laughs> I think you're right. I think it's better than if we played like Bolton and we lost oh, three at home to Bolton. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, let's. Anyway, um, that'll be great. Look forward to that. Haven't thrown thrown this at you for a while, but um. Do you know what the number one was on the that day in August, which the 30th of August, 1999? Now, I do, because me and Mrs. Stat were in the uh, initial throes of our, our relationship. Um, and I think I remember dancing to this several times at um, Keith Brannigan's uh, nightclub, which was on oh, Cardinal Keith Park. Keith Brannigan's nightclub? Yeah, called Brannigan's. He didn't so want to you, give so it you would have you would have danced to it. You would have got up and danced, although... Could yeah, but let's be honest. Claire would have got up and danced, and you would have danced with her. Uh, when we say dance, I'll tell you what I was number one blokes. round about that time. But yeah. You wouldn't have danced to that. Mambo number five by Lou Baker was number one. Get out of town, seriously. Yeah. And I danced. So here's a, let's follow up with Good. what did um what did that song knock off the charts? 
Um, what what year? Ninety nine. Ninety nine. And yes, I did I did dance, but you know most uh, most folks were in the ninety nine. Spice Girls. I don't know. I'll, I'll give I'll give you twenty uh, percent uh, of a point for that because it was Jerry Halliwell. Hey, you. not bad. With not bad. My Chico Latino. We shouldn't be surprised about your music knowledge. Remember, we went to the Dove Quiz. Everybody had six. We had two. We had two, Matthew. We were there, oh. weren't we? Nick? Let's weren't move we on. Nearly... Where are we going next? I oh, know where we're going next. The last game uh, that we're going to is uh, back in 1961. Crank up that stat machine. Crank it yeah. up. I can Put see some smoke coming out of your, your door behind you there. So um, that's probably what's <laughs> happening there. Um, we were away. Yeah. Uh, Alf Ramsey was the manager. Uh, it was Division One. And we were away to West Bromwich Albion, played at the Hawthorns. Um, we'd just come off our first win of the season, which was a 6-2 home win over Burnley on Tuesday night. Some people still say, obviously, of, um, of, of an age, and you yeah. know, um, that was one of the greatest ever, ever nights at Portman Road, that one. Yeah. Burnley we might game. have to cover that. We didn't I'm cover sure we will. Did, did yeah. we not? I, 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 we'll have to because I think Burnley, Burnley. I know we're not talking about this game. I think they'd won the league a season or two before, and were a really, really good. You know, really good. Well, ultimately, finished runners up, of course. Yeah. Well, two hundred. Anyway, two hundred fans made made the trip to to the Hawthorns. How many? Two hundred. <laughs> hardy soul. I'd say two hundred hardy souls. Yeah, Brilliant. definitely. Yeah. Uh, they would have come up. What road would they have come up then? So well, it used to be the um the old A forty five, wasn't it? To to must A45. have been the old A forty five, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which used to run out at um oh god, St Neots or somewhere like that. I remember, I remember obviously a bit older than you. Coach journeys up north in the late seventies, early eighties, yeah. Are we yeah. talking about Newport Pagnell sort of place? Yes, we are probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A small, I think it's M one though. So yeah, you'd have just got on the M one for Newport Pagnell probably, yeah. Yeah, for, any, for any of the Morrissey purists, uh, Newport Pagnell was mentioned in one of his songs, so they'll they'll probably get the little uh, link there. One of the things, uh, let's get it for the um for okay, there'll, for the there'll be um slow slower ball and this is not this is others. Morrissey, not Smiths. Oh, the Smiths. All right, okay, oh, yeah, fine. Um, <laughs> we were we were eleventh. Uh, yeah. There was nineteen thousand at, at the Hawthorns, uh, <laughs> and this is what. I didn't realise until I was doing I found an old press cutting and town <coughs> played town played in all red for the first time. It says for the first time in that colour. But I'm thinking, was it the first time we actually wore our away strip? When did away strips become important? Well um, oh, I've silenced you. Well, I, 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 I don't know. I assume I assume there's all, I assume we've always had a first and second strip, but I don't re, I don't ever remember. That's a very good point. I can remember um, seeing old pictures back in early '60s, and we're playing in white away. Yeah. I'm sure I've seen us playing white. Um, and then obviously as as the decade went on, and I know we're talking about kits now. Early '70s, it was the old yellow, yellow, um, and yellow with a blue bit and um, collar and stuff. But no, all red. I mean, have we ever played in all red since? All red, probably not, have we? Yeah. Did we? Did we have? Did we have a red kit in McCarthy's era? Sort of red and red and with a bit of black. I remember we we beat Brighton at the Amex, scored two 0 I keep thinking we had a red kit then. Oh, possibly Johnny Williams. Yeah, yeah. possibly. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tommy Smith, right, or whatever. Yeah. 
anyway, so yeah. we, we played and read. And reading the match report, I'm not, I'm not going to go through it all, but basically we were under the cosh from the off. Oh, yeah. Totally. They were Played. throwing everything I'm at back. us. But, yeah. Let, let, let's get all of the things. The, the, you know, the kitchen sink was being thrown at us. You know, like you say, we were on the back, back foot. Um, we were defending behind the ball. Um, so basically, the only chances we had were... Uh, the, the report from 1961 didn't say counter-attack. It basically kind of talked about the fact that we just booted the ball a long way up the pitch and managed to, <laughs> and managed to find the ball. So, you know, um, it was one of those sort of long ball efforts that were coming out. And um, despite being under pressure, we took the lead in the 21st minute. Doug Moran scored. Baxter ran down the right. And uh, from the halfway line, he launches one into the box. My words, not, that wasn't in the, in the report. Um, and Crawford just basically heads it back as it back across the box, and, and Moran is there for a simple header. Yeah. Um, so we're we're uh, one nil up after 21 minutes, and then basically it goes back to the fact that we are then defending for our lives again. You know the the baggies are right on top of us, but 42 minutes we go two nil up again on the counter. It's a great solo effort from Crawford, and once he's got into the box, he looks like he's going to centre it, but then he decides, no, I'm not going to centre it. I'm just going to lash it in. So lashes it in. Two on, on, a, on a par with Caden Jackson at, um, at Exeter, clearly. Yes. That sort of, you know, yeah. gave the keeper the eyes. And, well, you wouldn't call Caden Jackson's a lash, would you, probably? No. And you're probably the first person to liken Caden <laughs> Jackson to Ray Crawford. I mean, I don't know on his day. We'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to see that. So I'm sure, um, sure Caden Jackson's going to come good and score 33 league goals this year. Don't worry. So I went on to, I think you're right, I went on to um, Sky Sports and had a look at some of their old footage and stuff like that. And they had Martin Tyler and Andy Gray there. And they were just <laughs> shocked about the fact that West Brom had 80% possession in the, in that half and found themselves 2-0 down. I think the, um, the, the faithful at the Hawthorne certainly were um, booing and slow hand clapping their team as they went off. Uh, just quickly, did, did Bobby Robson play in that game? Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Let me go through the teams. <laughs> no, right. no, I, I just, yeah. I, sorry, no, you're right. I should have done that. I, I jumped. I was so done. quickly that it was 1961. I thought yeah, I just, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, the Ipswich team was Roy Bailey, uh, Carberry, Compton. I think uh, John Compton came in, had a great game here for, for town at left back. Uh, Baxter, Nelson, Nelson, Ellsworthy, Stevenson, Moran, Crawford, Phillips and Grant yeah. Ledbitter. Grant Ledbitter. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Grant yeah. yeah. Um, no, team didn't change players. all season. Team barely changed all season. So, no, you exactly. know. Yeah. Notable yeah. players for, for uh, West Brom were Jock Wallace. Oh, Colchester manager. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Don Howe. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And Bobby Robson. Now, West Brom that season also had um, a guy up front called. So, Crawford finished um, Division One leading goal scorer, 30, I think 33 league goals. But West Brom had a guy called Derek Kevin who played centre forward for them, who who was actually shared it with him. So he didn't, wow. he didn't, he wasn't the leading goal scorer outright. Um, their centre forward, um, yeah, Derek Kevin. Um, I'm sure that's what his name was. Yeah, Kevin um, spelt with an A. I think so, not Kevin. Yeah, yeah Kevan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think had I think had and did go on or had played for England as well, probably a few more times than Crawford did actually. But. Um, but yeah, they were, I think West Brom were, a, again, a half-decent side. And I think, I'm right in saying, that was our first away win. Well, we're only 2-0 up at half-time. 
That's the way it goes. Who sees? But you know, who who knows? Because what what happens is that West Brom come out in the second half and continue to throw the sink at us, kitchen sink at us. Um, And Alec Jackson gets one back for them in the 62nd minute. But we're basically, I don't know whether we're able to ride the storm, but we're we're, we're certainly um, keeping them at bay. And Moran is a great volley that West Brom's defence clear. It falls to him. He volleys it in 3-1 on the 88th minute. Um, We win 3-1. We move up to to ninth. So it was game five. We'd won two, drawn one and lost two. Um, But this would be our second win in a consecutive run of five wins. Yeah, I think that's when people really started to... Well, I think the Burnley, as we said before, the Burnley result from what, you know, you read and stuff about it, that um, was when people really started to <coughs> sit up and <coughs> take notice. And certainly coming off the end of that run, they, um, coming off the, the end of that run, they uh, they certainly did. I mean, it's just just incredible, really. Probably on a par with, yeah, probably on a par with Leicester almost. I mean, I know people made that comparison a couple of years back, but yeah, probably is. So I haven't got a number one for that. Well, I don't even re- don't know. Did they have the charts back in 1961? What they were you dancing they, to? They certainly, they certainly did. I wasn't. I was, I was dancing in my mum's um, tummy at the time, probably. Um, um, <laughs> that sounds that doesn't sound bad, does it? I don't know. Um, it okay, was um, yeah. Well, no, I was actually. When was I born? So this was. Hang on, hang on. Wait a minute. I was born July 1962. What was the date of this game? Uh, September 61. Oh no. Oh, no. September? No, a little bit of time ago. No, I said, I said my, my poor old dad, God bless him, could have been celebrating our first away win. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but no, no, let's move was, on. That was a few weeks. That was a few weeks away. That was a few weeks away. But what what an incredible, yes, what an incredible story. You know, we all read the books and stuff about it. And, you know, it's stuff of Ipswich folklore, isn't it? Incredible, really. It yeah, is. amazing. So we've yeah. got three birthdays to, to finish up on. Yeah, here we go. Um, so we've got uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, obviously got to mention earlier. He's 21 on the, the 29th of oh, August. Yeah. Um, played for us in 2015 to 16. 23 yeah. starts, nine substitutes, two goals. Came on loan from Arsenal. And he's been, the, getting, he's been getting games at like... I'm not sure he is now because Arsenal um, have sort of got... Yeah, obviously players in over summer yeah. and stuff. But, but I'm sure he started... One game this season, I've seen him a league. I'm starting to like left back. He's been playing. Yeah, didn't he get injured in that game? I think. He but I think yeah, he. I think right. he was playing left, and he was playing right back as well. Um, but he certainly played. Yeah, he certainly played full back and some some of the sort of lesser European games are involved with with um, you know Europe. I guess were they in Europa League last year? I can't remember. Champions I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind taking him back now. Yeah, with that bit of experience under his, yeah. <clears throat> under his belt, absolutely. Because it was a bit. <clears throat> You know, from memory, he always showed great promise, always a great pace and a bit tricky. But yeah, you could you could tell he was he was very very sort of you know young. Yeah, a bit a bit slight as well, and and you yeah. know the, scored a great goal away at Portsmouth in the in the FA Cup third <laughs> round yeah. replay, yeah. and also famous for the fact that his mum left abusive voicemail <laughs> messages on Mick McCarthy's phone because <laughs> he wouldn't sure let go somewhere. Sure, or... it wasn't you impersonating Ainsley Maitland-Niles' mum. That are you sure? Well. Mrs. Stat did say to me, she said, oh, you're not starting that history pod off again. She said, look, just a few um, pointers. Um, don't do impressions of anybody. So I've got to apologise for anybody from Newcastle or, oh, or Wales. Oh, awful one last year. Well, which was the worst one? There was one awful one last year. It was a Scottish. It was dreadful, wasn't it? Absolutely Pick that dreadful. one who... <laughs> That's what he Pick said. Pick that one who... Dickaboo. 
Take a, yeah. take a boo, son. Um, and I've been practicing <laughs> been that over, over, uh, over the, the, the summer. Um, so our next birthday, yep. Jonas Axeldahl uh, will be 48. Say, yeah. Um, 48. How old is he going to be? 48. Oh, is he? On the 2nd of September. Some would say he played like a 48-year-old when he was here, to be, to be fair. Well, but he, he just needed a goal, Jonas, did he? He was bloody unlucky, I seem to remember. Yeah, I mean, he... he he guested for us in a in a pre-season tour of Sweden in in Sweden, um, came over on trial and signed a one-year contract. Um, August '99, he made his debut and he left at the end of uh, June 2000. So that that season, although he was in last... that squad when he was in and around that squad, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah but he last yeah. appeared in in January, so he kind of petered out before we got to out the of that squad, which I, end. I assume January was. Possibly a cup game, was it? I don't know. No, I yeah, can't remember. Yeah. But anyway, he was Swedish. He made one start, uh, 19 substitute appearances, but he topped the Avon Insurance Combination League goal scoring charts that, that season with 20 goals. And he was yeah. released, went to Cambridge. I think he picked up a knee injury there, and that basically um, hampered him throughout the rest of his career. Yeah, he, again, he was one of those players, like, like we said when we were speaking to uh, Jono last year, that he just needed a goal. He needed a goal and um, he'd have probably, you know, got a, you know, got his confidence up and pre- not yeah. got, a, you know, not probably got a run in front of Johnson and Scowcroft, but would have been more confident perhaps coming on and fancying himself to score, you know. So, our last birthday. Go on. And so, shuffle <clears> bottom. Me, it's always no. very funny if you if you type in um, Paul Mason and Ipswich because oh, Paul Mason was Britain's fattest man who lived in Ipswich. Um, <laughs> so Paul Mason, Britain's fattest man, will be 37. No, Paul Mason, the uh, the footballer, um, is 55 on the 3rd of September. Um, the yeah. Liverpudlian, uh, 121 starts, 14 subs. 36 goals. He did yeah, weigh in with a good, with a fair yeah, number of goals. Midfield, yeah. Um, yeah. Played for us for 93 to 98. But before that, there was a bit of an interesting story. So he, he played for Liverpool schoolboys until he was 16. Yeah. Um, and then he was released. And then he signed for his boyhood club, Everton. That's right. Um, but he broke his leg when he was 18. Mm. Um, and basically thought his footballing career was over. His right. brother was over in Holland. Oh, so what, started eating? Let's go on. Yeah, he started eating, yeah, and just <laughs> didn't stop. <laughs> didn't stop. Another, another chicken wing, man. <laughs> and, it, um, and his brother was doing some work. Had gone over to Holland, was doing some work. So he said, well, why don't you come over here and do some labour and work in um, Holland? So he joined his brother. Wow, and then obviously he then story. thought, well, you know, I'll play some amateur football. Local. So he joined yeah, a, yeah, a, yeah. a local Semi-pro team. Semi-pro whatever, yeah. Um, and Groenigan, um had some scouts at one of the games and spotted him and thought, well, He's a talented player, and so they they signed him for him. And in fact, he was so talented that that he Paul Mason was voted, and I've got to read this so I don't get it wrong. Was voted in Marco van Basten's dream team for up and coming players in Holland. There you go, bloody hell, that's incredible. So, so where, where do we get him from, though? Uh, well, then he went to Aberdeen. Aberdeen, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think he he played in the '89 League Cup final. I think he okay. might have scored two in the League Cup final over he, 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 Rangers. He, he, he had a goal in him, didn't he? I mean, my yeah, he had a goal in him. I remember. Um, did he score? He scored a great goal in the in the game against Man U, didn't he? The three-two win oh, yeah. that season. Corker he had, cut he had a left foot. foot. Yeah, 
scored and on his debut as well. And the famous one was the one at um, Blackburn in the cup, of course. Oh, thundered yes. it in, didn't he? We did. We did yeah. that last season in the the yeah, third round replay. <laughs> we did, yeah. Yeah, yeah good, good um, player. Yeah, really knew where, really knew where the goal was. Did he not come same like week as as Ian Marshall, pretty much? Yeah, I think he signed a few. I think Ian Marshall signed about five five days before right, he came kick off, but he was a bit before. But yeah, they both scored on their their debut at Boundary Park. Um, do you know what he's doing now? Well, I know he had a gastric band at one time. Um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure what he's doing now. What's he up to? What's he up to now, old Paul? Um, he's, he's at a spinning class. No, he um, he, he he runs a guest house. Oh, great though. Well, yeah. well, up up in Merseyside, or is he going? Was he, is he going I, I back up? I don't know. There's only I so much you can believe off Wikipedia. <laughs> um, but yeah, he he runs a guest house, and he, he's apparently very keen on. I'm um, clearing up the plates after people's <laughs> meals to see if there's any scraps so he can just oh, put on the calories. Oh, um, so that dear. brings us to the end of uh, pod one of season two. That is absolutely superb stat. Now, enjoyed that, mate. Now, I forgot, I forgot how much I enjoyed, I enjoyed doing those. They're good fun. I know you put a hell of a lot of work into it, mate. No, very, very good. So I, I don't even know if I can remember all this this season because there's yeah. so much going on. So, Someone will be with Harry from Bath, the brilliant Harry from Bath on the preview show, on the big preview show this Friday. Um, some of be, us... Uh, Ipswich, won't it? It'll be Ipswich will be uh, I presenting. Guess it's Ipswich, yeah, Ipswich. Doing I think, a great yeah. job at that. Oh, yeah. No, it's good. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Harry's just absolutely amazing. And I've got to put it out to Harry. We must get him on this show. We've got to get him on oh. this show. Oh, for goodness sake. Although you know what could... Harry would do? Harry would say, well, actually, I've got my notes from when I went round the pubs of West Brom in 1961. And he was sitting there at the bar and just listening to what fans were saying and making little notes and stuff. Yeah. Let's get him be... on. Come on, Harry. Oh, we've got to. That would be absolutely brilliant. That would be superb. Um, so and some of us, again, not quite sure who will be back. No doubt with Ben for the flagship show on Monday. Um which obviously is a big, I think as of now, I think today Ben was doing the Norwich thing that he did last year, the talk Norwich city podcast. I think he's recording that. Yeah. So look out for that. That had, um, that had great fun, great banter on that last, um, have they got uh, the annoying Chris on there as well? I'm not sure he's going to be appearing. I'm not sure. But Ben, ben wasn't sure about that. As I said to Ben, I think, I think I said to Ben, I think Ben may have seen him off, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And then we'll obviously back, be back this time next week to talk about, so to go through more nostalgia and talk about some more great games of the past stat. Um, you can reach stat on at chomp X three. You can reach me at David diamond three. So until next week, goodbye. Bye. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping. But in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. 
This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.